And hello, and welcome back to episode six of the Ice Cash Report. Tim and I are back today as we preview the Robert Morris Colonials and the Penguins' final non-conference game of 2019. And Tim, we've finally gotten the wacky bye weeks out of the way. Two there in the first four weeks. Uh, now it starts a string of nine straight games. So... YSU comes into this game, we all know, 3-0. 22nd in the uh, coaches' poll this week. Robert Morris is 1-3 on the year, coming off their first win of the year. Tim, first of all, it's nice to have football back finally. It seems like you know we just played two weeks ago, but it, these bye weeks seem so long. It just changes the rhythm. It has been an odd start of the season because of the two weeks mm-hmm. that you did not play. I mean, obviously, you had the early week mm-hmm. for the ESPN game and the kickoff classic, which you'll take every year. Oh, yeah. If you're invited to do that, you're more than willing to start a week mm-hmm. early yep. and have a week in between your first game and your first home game or second game of the season, whatever, however you want to look at it. Obviously, like you said, just because of the quirk in the schedule and how the Missouri Valley Football Conference did it, yep. they got the early bye, which mm-hmm. is fine. It's just, but now you can get in rhythm. Yep. The rest of the season, you, every Saturday you're playing either at at the Ice Castle or on the road, and you know the season really begins because you're yep. got your final. I don't want to say tune up, but your final non conference game. Mm-hmm. And then you're into the conference play. So it's going to be really, really important to continue the growth of this team that we've seen in the first three games. And I want to see that going into this game with Robert Morris and see if we can do what I call the Pittsburgh sweep. Yeah. Uh, Tim, like you said, we are going for the Pittsburgh sweep. After the Penguins took care of Duquesne two weeks ago, Uh, you and I talked about that. Uh, now the Colonials come in. Last, uh, the Penguins and Colonials have met fairly recently, most notably 2015, Bo's first year, when they took us to overtime, and we hardly, had to barely survive that game. But this year, Robert Morris comes in 1-3, and three, like you said. Had a decent showing to open up the year, a 38-10 loss to Buffalo. Not great to lose by four touchdowns when you're non-scholarship playing Buffalo. You know, a team that... Has been in the bowl games recently. Uh, they lost to Kentucky State 13-7. That's a bad loss. No way you put it. Then they hung tough at home against Dayton and lost 34-31. And then last week, they got their first win over VMI 31-21 on the year. Tim, it doesn't look like on paper that the Colonials are an offensive juggernaut. Their offensive splits, rushing and passing... You know, they average 147 yards on the ground per game, 170 through the air, only three touchdowns passing, and that those two numbers right there, if you're a Robert Morris fan or a coaching staff, kind of make you feel a little uneasy going into this matchup. We've all talked about the Penguins defensive line. This week, the secondary continues to get better for YSU, and, and they are very opportunistic. Uh, you talked about turnovers forced uh, by YSU the last couple weeks. So, Tim... Uh, Let's bring you back in and talk a little bit about the Colonials we'll see on Saturday. Yeah, Robert Morris, like you mentioned, comes in 1-3, and three, a, coming off a 10-point win against uh, Virginia Military Institute. So a nice win for them. They needed that win. They, they've they lost a couple close games, as you mentioned earlier. They went on the road, took on a, a D1 team in Buffalo, and as expected, mm-hmm. lost that one. However, 
they they've played well. I think we talk about quarterback play a lot, and last week I thought they got it from Lewis. Yes. Uh, Caleb Lewis was twelve of seventeen, two hundred fourteen yards, threw a touchdown, only one pick. Look at that percentage: twelve of seventeen, two fourteen. That's making your passes count. Yep, and that to me is going to be a big part of where the Penguins defense will have to counter and get pressure on him. Get that front seven to get pressure on him and maybe force a couple uh, passes earlier than he would like. In the same vein, uh, maybe cause a turnover or two. However, they do have a good rushing game. Yes, they do. And that's, you know, they're kind of built kind of similar to what YSU is. You know, YSU is built on the run and will use the pass as an effective weapon. Yes. And I think that's how the Colonials are built. Elijah Jackson ran for 125 yards last week. 20 carries, 125 yards, averaging over six yards a carry. He had a touchdown. Stevens Jr. came in the game, 10 touches as a counter, and he scored two touchdowns. And he had four yards per carry. So I think that's going to be the key. And then you look at the wide wide receiver score, Matthew Gonzalez. He had a big game last week. Uh, He only had three catches, but he had 126 yards. So it tells you that. Most likely, not seeing the game highlights, mm-hmm. that yards after the catch were huge, huge. in this ball, ball game. Yeah, career uh, early. We're averaging 42 yards per catch. Yeah, I mean, is- I, I don't really think that you're throwing that far deep every time. Uh, their other receiver had four receptions for uh, 46 yards, almost 12 yards per care, uh, catch. I mean, it looks like they do throw deep, you know, 10, 12, mm-hmm. 14 yards deep on most routes. So... It's going to be a challenge for the defensive backs to stay with those guys. And it's going to be really important for the two R's up front to put pressure on the quarterback and make him um, make decisions before he wants to. Yes, and let's talk about two R's. Uh, You mentioned it, Malik Richmond and Justice Reed. However, Justice Reed will be suspended the first half because of the targeting, targeting call you and I talked about against Duquesne. So the Penguins will miss him for the first half. Tim, this game to me, and this is no disrespect to Robert Morris, but you hear coaches say this all the time, and Bo Pliny says this a lot, that the game is about them. It's how can we execute, how well do we execute, and if we take care of our business. Um, Two keys that I'm looking for this week. A, what's motivation level? You're coming off a a very thorough beating of a playoff team in Duquesne, and you look really good. You look good running the ball. You look good passing the ball. Defensively, you look really good. But then the bye week, we all know the bye week sometimes. It's, it might take a little bit to get the batteries charged up again. And also throw on a team that on paper, one and three, you should be able to handle. You should be able to beat. And we all know what's looming next week. These guys know what's coming up next week against Northern Iowa. Well, I think what you're saying is the key is not to look forward. The key is not to look forward and come out, like you say every week, come out with an with a sense of urgency and enthusiasm because against Howard, you didn't do that the first quarter, and we got down 14-6. to six. So this game, to me, Tim, rides on the Penguins' motivation level, and for the most part this year has not been a problem. They've been very motivated. They've been engaged. When they've had their laws, uh, they've come back very strong. And well, B? I think you're right. I honestly think they have been focused on each game so far this year. Mm-hmm. So this is the first kind of trap game yes. that they've come into this season because 
Everybody knows how important conference games are and going forward. And that's on the schedule, and everybody has their games circled. Obviously, the first home game, the first first, uh, conference game. First rival game, all those things mm-hmm. are circled throughout the uh, on a on a schedule ahead of time. When you have a team like Robert Morris coming in, who I want to say underperformed, but has is looking for their own statement for the season. Yeah, this is a Super Bowl. Well, this, this is, is yeah. this is basically it for them. Well, they're going to get into their own conference play, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, more than it's their Super Bowl. This is their statement game. Yeah, this is what I would call their statement game. They're, if they could come on the road. A snatch of victory at, at Stambaugh Stadium against the Penguins. Now they're vaulted to the next level. Yep. And they become one of the favorites in their conference. And they become a team that they're going to look for bigger and better things as the season progresses. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're on the road and you're facing a team who is perceived to be the favorite, that is a potential trap game yes. for the home team who is the favorite. And that's where. Youngstown is at the moment. So how do you handle that? How do you get your preparation? Kind of what you just said, what Bo talks about Mm -hmm. all the time. Coach Bo says, we take care of our own business. We take care of ourselves preparing for the game, and we don't beat ourselves. We're going to be in every game. He's correct. This will be interesting to see how they handle that because the last time they had a two-week bye or a week off before a game, they won a game. But it was a sloppy game. They made yes. a lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties, a lot of turnovers. They could have done things better. Opportunities to show what they were about in game two, and they did not quite reach the level they wanted. To. Yes. Game three, the next week we've seen much better performance. With the week off, with Robert Morris coming in with the first win, with Robert Morris looking to make a statement yes. out of this game for their season, YSU needs to return that thought process and make a statement for themselves going into conference play. But you can't get to conference play until you finish exactly. the job against exactly. Robert Morris. Exactly. It, this, this, to me, screams, let's just take care of our business. Let's just focus on ourselves. Let's take care of business because you, myself, everybody – and that program and that university that pays attention to the football program knows what lies ahead. And the conference, we've had some e- some easy starts of conference play. I won't call them easy because no conference game in any conference is easy. But everybody knows what lies ahead the first two weeks of conference play. And everybody knows next week we go to a place where we haven't won in almost 20 years since Jim Trestle was our head coach. But let's take care of this week. Let's come out like you said Let's flip the script. This is a statement game for Robert Morris coming off their first win. They want to continue momentum going into their conference play. Let's make a statement. We are supposed to win this game. Let's come out, dominate, win the game, and move on. Like Eric Wolford used to say, we got bigger fish to fry, but right now we got to worry about this one. And this is a game that, by all sense, you would hope by the fourth quarter, maybe you get Mark Wade the whole fourth quarter. He can play in three more games. So maybe you hope that you're up big enough and you can play Craycraft and Wade the whole fourth quarter and you can get some guys some rest. Hopefully you won't even need Justice Reed in this game. Well, yeah, that'd be perfect. That'd be, yeah. That's the best case scenario. Yes. I honestly do believe, and this is where Pelini and his staff, his offensive staff and his defensive staff will come together and figure out a game plan for this. 
the question that you bring up about Mark Wade is interesting. How do you use him? When do you use yes. him? I'm thinking strategically that you don't use him in this game at all. Really? You have three games left. Mm-hmm. I'd rather use him in scenarios in the in conference games where you can get a change of pace. You may actually – you've shown him in one game already. Now all the conference teams have seen him. I don't want him to have more field on him until they face him. And by then, hopefully – and I assume this is the case mm-hmm. because he's part of the program and they know what they're doing yes. and they have – Kind of an idea of what they want to do is they're going to unleash a new package. And when that package come in, they can't concentrate him as a runner. No. You may see him as a thrower. You may see him as both in the next game. Uh, maybe just purely as a decoy where he comes in the game and it just hands the ball off. Or yep. or it actually goes out wide. And yes. a wildcat. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios they can use. I honestly think... Barring injuries, he's not one in this game to be used. I think he's purely one that you – he's a player that you want to save going forward for games where you think you might need you may be able to use that talent on a certain packages of plays to get you to the next level. You only have four games. Yep. I mean, that's, you that has four more games than you used to have. Yes. So use them intelligently. Use them strategically and use it to your advantage. And no difference than any other school who has the same mm-hmm. type of player. Uh, if it's a running back, it's a cornerback. If it's a quarterback, who knows? But you're going to have that same type of thing where you're going to see their red-shirted player. And I think when you look at the totality of the season, you have two quarterbacks. Yes. Barring injuries, just use those two quarterbacks. And primarily Mays going forward because you want to continue to develop your number one. Then use the other two as game situational dictation. That's the way I would look at it. I, Tim, that's an interesting thought, and I like it. I, I kind of like saving him almost as a call him a secret weapon, but he basically is another added dimension that come conference play, everybody knows you. YSU knows their opponents. Their opponents know them. However, they haven't seen Mark Wade yet. They've only seen him hand the ball off or keep it on the zone read. That's going to suck defenders up regardless when they watch film. You and I have known he can throw the ball. There's a lot of things he can do with it. Plenty said his package will be different depending on the game plan week to week. I like that. Tim, I don't really know... What else to add here? I think you and I are the agreement that this is a game that Penguins need to focus on themselves, do their job, take care of their business. But I really like what you said of make this your statement game. Make this a statement game about you too. You know, that we are the better team. We are the superior team. Let's take care of business and get ready for next week. Every season is a season unto itself. So yes. what happened last season or two years ago or four years ago doesn't really affect nope. the t- this season team. However, us, a person in the media, and yep. nationally, and people talking mm-hmm. about it, and those who cover, yes. they're going to notice that Saturday's game, YSU were already told the amount of wins they had the previous season. 
Yep. Yes. Going forward. It will be a challenge going forward. But I think it's a challenge they can handle. I think it's a challenge they're looking for. The challenge everybody to. embraces. You're right. And now the question really comes, where do you draw the line as what expectations you have yes. for this game? Yes. Now, expectations for this game could be a 21 nothing ball game, and it'd be fine yes. because you won and you dominated. It could be where your offense scores 35-plus points and your defense holds someone under 20 again or down to 14 points or less. Those are great scenarios. Yes. If you walk away with a victory and it's 24-21, yeah. you might fall into a trap of two things. One, oh, my God, we only won by three trap. But the real story is you won the game. You won the game, yes. The second is how did you play in that 2021 victory? Yes. Did you play at top level and they matched you and it was an even ball game? That's different than you turned over the ball, they took advantage of it, and you're right in it, and they had a chance to beat you, but you pulled it out. Or worst-case scenario, Mm kind of like we've seen last season where – they would put themselves in position to win a ball game and fall apart and yep. not be able to uh, recover. So that's the trap part of the game. If they take care of themselves, they get good quarterback play, and the defense rises to the level that we have seen the first three games, I don't see how at home, and this is key. Yes. This is key. No matter what football level you play at, at the high school level, the college level, or the NFL, you must win home games. Winning home games guarantees you an opportunity to have successful seasons. When you lose home games, it becomes very difficult to have winning season because it's much more difficult to go on the road and win. This season progress, take advantage of the home games. This is a non-conference game. Wrap it up. Get the W and be convincing in the process. Tim, I think that is... A perfect summation of this week's game. Um, this, I agree with your what happens if it's 24-21. Is it, oh boy, we only won by three over one and three team and we got these guys next week? Or is it, okay, we got the job done, we took care of business, and we found a way to win? We're still waiting. And I know you and I, have, you've talked about this a lot. We're still waiting on the Penguins having adversity. We faced a little adversity against Sanford down 7 nothing to start the game, down 14-6 to Howard. You knew early on in those games you were the better team. There's adversity in the first team. half and there's adversity in the second the, half. In the fourth and quarter. And the Penguins have not tested that yet. And that's a good thing. Look, it's never a bad thing that you have cruised. I won't say cruised, but it, it's not a bad thing that you're 3-0 and with three 20-plus point wins. Nobody's going to be like, oh, man, I really wish we would have beat Howard in the fourth quarter. I really wish we would have beat Duquesne in the fourth quarter. No, it's never a bad thing to win big. Let's wait and see when we do face that adversity. Let's see how we react. Kind of get the feeling you're picking the Penguins big on Saturday night? I will take the Penguins, and I will take comfortable 16-point win. Tim, I think if we uh, come out, do everything that we need to do, establish a line of scrimmage on each side, Make plays in the passing game. Uh, continue development by Mays. Uh, make up for the loss of Justice Reed. Come out, engage. It's a primetime game under the lights. That should be kind of cool for the players, their first primetime game of the year. I like the Penguins. I don't get predictions often, 
But I like the way this team's going. You and I really like the mindset of this team. The culture's good this year, I think. Tim, I like the Penguins by four touchdowns. Wow. Four four touchdowns. I'll say this. Mays goes for 250 yards passing on his own. I think Nathan Mays, I've been high on Nathan Mays All right. the last couple of weeks. Our tips are in. Our picks are in. Fans, 6 o'clock, Saturday night at the Ice Castle. It's Football Alumni Day. Tim talked about that last week. Uh, come out. I won't be there. Somebody decides to get married during fall. I don't know who the hell wants to do that, but I have to be the the best friend that I am. So fans, Saturday night, 6 o'clock at the Ice Castle. I won't be there. I need everyone else to be there to be loud for me. So let's be loud. Let's be proud. And let's get a big time win. Let's sing the fight song about 10 o'clock Saturday night, huh? So with that said, this will wrap up Episode 6 as Tim and I will be back next week to break down the Penguins. Hopefully is a 4-0 start to non-conference play. And the big test on the road in the Uni Dome against the Northern Iowa Panthers. So for Tim, I'm Anthony. You've listened to episode six of the S Cash Report. Come